This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Okay, we have a warning for anyone listening in London, Ontario. Um, There is a person dressed as a superhero who is randomly assaulting people, apparently, Jim. Yeah, the superhero you may not recognize, but it's a character called Invincible. It's a Netflix cartoon. I think it was a comic book before that. Gotta correct you. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, my mistake. You're right, though. And it's pretty violent. I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's like an animated, pretty violent, almost like The Boys-ish superhero show. Yeah, it's kind of like a bait and switch. It seems like it's a kid's show, and then and then in the second episode, there's heads ripped off, and it gets violent real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, it takes, a, it takes a hard turn, and it just keeps on driving. <laughs> yeah, but it's your standard superhero costume, you know, like your tight onesie, yellow and green. Anyway, there's a bar in London called Poacher's Arms, and they posted this. Hey, Londoners, if you see this person, please be wary. He just randomly walked in and tried to attack a patron. Police are aware. Last seen heading north on Richmond, dressed as the comic character Invincible. And they posted the video along with it. And there's stairs where you go down. It's kind of like a basement bar. You go down the stairs and you go in the door. So like the Invincible character walks down the stairs, goes in the door. About 30 seconds goes by. He runs out and two guys from the bar are chasing him out, kind of grabbing him in a scuffle. And he runs away. And then in the comment section, there are people who I know who run bars in the city or promote shows at bars in the city, tagging each other, saying, is this the guy? So it's happened before. And they go, this is the guy. Another bar uh, that has like a comedy night, it's called Frankenfurters. This guy showed up there and apparently was causing trouble, dressed as the same character as Invincible. Invincible. They didn't have a video of that one, but they do have him on video now, but still. Is he assaulting stand-up comedians then? Because Poacher's Arms has a comedy night as well. I don't know. And I I believe this was... So this was October 3rd when they posted it. So I don't know when Poacher's Arms comedy nights are, but uh, that might be the connection there. Maybe this is like an Andy Kaufman bit or something like that. Because it seems like, for a couple of reasons. One, if you're going to dress as a superhero, why would you dress as someone so obscure? Two, you know, you, you you think the Spider-Man... And your face isn't covered, too. His face isn't covered in this costume. The Iron Man, yeah, it's like the Batman thing. But nobody ever figures out that it's Bruce Wayne under there. Yeah, yeah, but so. this guy's whole face is exposed. <laughs> so step one. No, he's got the goggles on. <laughs> you can't see what color his eyes are, okay. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, what are you getting out of it? You're going to go into a bar just to punch someone and... And run away? Is it a dare? Yeah. Your buddy's dared you to do it? Is this something you're getting off on? I feel like this is a question we ask more and more these days. Is it something you're doing for clout? I got a YouTube channel or uh, an Instagram page. Usually you would find their Instagram page like, you know, people puncher on Instagram or something like that. So he'd be bragging about it. Maybe it's a, maybe he's going to post it later when the heat dies down. Because there is that game, knock out a stranger game. Where you would sneak right. up behind somebody and punch him in the yeah, face. Yeah, and, and people were doing that on social media for a while. That's true. Invincible. I think we should call this guy imbecile. Can you be vincible? If if there's invincible, is there such a thing as vincible? Oh, meaning yeah, like that very you, vulnerable. Meaning you can be hurt? Yeah, it must be. Because in is the negative version of vincible. This guy's vincible. <laughs> He's vincible, folks. Don't let him <laughs> fool you. We're just talking about a story in London, Ontario. A guy dressed as the superhero Invincible has been running into bars, allegedly punching people in the head and then running away. 
so we started talking about this, and, and I brought up the question, if there's an invincible, does that mean that vincible is a word? Would the opposite of invincible be vincible? Well, guess what? <laughs> Dictionary describes vincible, an opponent or obstacle, able to be overcome or conquered. Vincible hmm. is a word. It's the opposite of invincible. Interesting. Now we know. Finally. Do you think, like this is, this is groundbreaking here. I've never really thought about it. But is there, is terresting a word? Interesting. And the opposite would be. Just like boring. Terresting would mean you're super boring. No, because interest is a word in its own, and interesting it just makes it an adjective. Interesting. I'm sorry, buddy. Definition. Wait, so if I if I live in India, is that the opposite of Dia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The internet wormhole stops at vincible. Still, but... <laughs> you've proven your point. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that was a word. I'm going to start using it more. I'm going to because people probably don't won't even pick up on it. I'll be like, hey, man, you're super vincible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, totally. You know, I could conquer you easily. Yeah, wait, they, that's an insult. That's going to get into your opponent's head because he's going to say, is Vincible a word? Like, you know, <laughs> is Vincible good or yeah. is it bad? <laughs> ah, I'm so Vincible. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, what were you saying? You saw a picture of Gwen Stefani recently? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I don't want to say it because I love Gwen Stefani. But what? I think she's fallen into the the. Um, listen, Gwen, again, Gwen, if you're listening, I love you. I've had a crush on you since Tragic Kingdom. Big fan. I think she's falling into that Hollywood trap. Now she's on television a lot too, so I think she's falling into the Hollywood trap or sti- trying to look too young. The Botox and the the fillers and stuff could like have been that. A, could have been an odd photo, yeah. but I, I saw it and I said, oh no, because she's just been so beautiful for so long, but now it's like almost like Madonna style where it's like, you can still age yeah. gracefully and look amazing, but stop, you got you to age gracefully. At the same time, if that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. And uh, sure, inject- you're the, Don't say that. You're the one who made me say it on the radio, <laughs> you jerk. Inject whatever you want in your face, Gwen. <laughs> I would I never say that, but I'll make Jim say it. I stand with Gwen. <laughs> you son of a... Uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I had uh, injections in my face last week. What? Did you notice? No, what? Uh, I've been dealing with... A little bald spot in my beard. You brought this up. This is you brought this up when Jada Pinkett Smith and yes. Will Smith thing happened. Yeah, at the it's, Oscars. A, it's a little patch of alopecia. Yeah, on my face. That I don't know. It's not uncommon, I guess, as you get older and maybe stress related from working with you. <laughs> um, but I, I had to go to the doctor and get a little steroid injection in that spot, and apparently that stimulates the hair growth. Huh. So I, I, I did have to ask. I'm like, can you just do the top of my head as well? Just once <laughs> around the field. So they're doing this little tiny spot. It's smaller than a dime. Yeah. Like Looks my, like it's filled in. On my jawline. It has a bit. Um, and she's like, okay, I just need to put the needle in there. And I'm like, all right, go for it. She didn't tell me she was going to repeatedly jab the needle in. I thought it was like a one-time... Like a dentist thing. Injection, yeah. You put the needle in, you, you press the thing down, the 
serum goes into your face and you're all good. No. <laughs> she sticks it in, pulls it out, sticks it in what? again, pulls it out, and did like five Each or pour. six. Yeah, she was just going bop, 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 all, and I'm, it didn't hurt that much. I just wasn't prepared for it. But it also made me appreciate what these people go through who are getting regular face injections because it's not a pleasant experience. Yeah, and it's not worth it. What I'm saying is you're both torturing yourself and, in the long run, making you not age graceful because it, it works for a second and then it and then you fall off a cliff. The multiple jabs. Some people pull it off, and I guess the ones who pull it off, I don't know they got Botox. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the, t- the testament of how good it is. But the ones you do notice, you really notice. So you're saying I shouldn't have gotten this the injections in my face? I think you should be naturally Taz. <laughs> <laughs> and just have weird bald spots? Sure, it's you, buddy. Embrace it. <laughs> in my stubble? Okay. All right, Jim. Thanks for hey, telling hey, me. You know what? If thanks it's for telling me and Gwen Stefani how to live our lives. <laughs> if it's something you feel self-conscious <laughs> about, and now you feel better, more power to you. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports with our sports guy Devin Peacock. Aaron Judge has done it. He broke Roger Maris's home run record, hit number sixty-two last night against the Texas Rangers. Let's listen to the call. What do you think, Peacock? Did it live up to the hype? I'm just glad it's over. Odd that it uh, he tied the record in Toronto, broke the record in Texas. New York fans did not get to see it live. There were plenty of Yankee fans in Texas last night. And I think it's a cool moment. I, I saw some people online trying to, you know, poo-poo this, say this is not the real home run chase because of Barry Bonds and all that sort of stuff from before, which is, you know, I mean, there's a point about the steroid era, but those are... And those still are the records, but this was still exciting. Like I, I was looking forward to seeing what Aaron Judge was going to do when yeah. he was going to break the record, so I thought it was fun. Well, I am proud to say that I saw Aaron Judge play at Yankee Stadium the season that he broke Roger Maris's record. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you, you saw the game where he hit the home run? No, no. Just a our, home run? Just a random. I think he did hit a home run in that game <laughs> as sure. well. I'm not sure which number it was. I'll have to go back and uh, do some cross-referencing on that one. I do wish I was in the stands for this one, though. Uh, some guy did catch the ball. His name is Corey Humans. He's a Dallas resident. Says he doesn't know what he's going to do with it yet. It's been estimated to be worth $2 million. He apparently works at an investment firm. People track this guy down immediately hmm. after he caught that ball. And uh, so people were saying, oh, he's got lots of money. Maybe he uh, will just give the ball back, which I don't know if that's the case because if he's an investment <laughs> uh, banker, yeah. he knows what it's worth yeah. and should get his money. Yeah, bankers are generous. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the guy like seven seats over from him? <laughs> people were going crazy trying to catch this ball when they saw it was headed towards their section. There was one guy who actually, he didn't want to make the same mistake the guy in Toronto did just missing the ball. He got out over the railing. He actually fell over the side. 
down into the uh, the bullpen. He committed. Uh, he was going for it. And he I, almost committed something. <laughs> I respect his commitment to uh, trying to get that ball, but he way misjudged it because the ball was like seven or eight seats over. Like, he was not anywhere close. <laughs> you shouldn't have jumped, but uh, you know what? Uh, I, it was kind of funny to watch. Here's Aaron Judge after the game. I can't lie. The past couple of games, I'd look up and it's the seventh inning. And I'm like, dang, I only got one more at bat. I better figure this out. You know, I never tried to focus on the number. Never tried to focus on going out there and doing it. Just go out there and play my game. And if I'm good enough and God willing, it'll, it'll happen. So nothing. Just having that type of faith, I think, kind of helped me out through this whole process. Well, definitely uh, a cool moment. The non-steroid record for home runs in Major League Baseball now goes to Aaron Judge. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Last night, Aaron Judge, New York Yankee, hit his 62nd home run, breaking. Roger Maris's American League record for home runs in a season. We played the TV call, the audio from the uh, the TV broadcast, but it's always fun to listen to the radio call because you know the guys at WFAN, the official uh, station, <laughs> the official station of the Yankees are going to be way more into it. So let's have a listen to this. Yeah, with the call, it's John Sterling. Here's the one one. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger. Hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. Got a text message here from one of our listeners. Luke says, Hey, Taz and Jim, got goosebumps seeing Judge get 62. The legit record for for sure. All those roid heads can suck it. I kind of agree. Yeah. Referring to the the guys who got 70 Mm -hmm. home runs in a season, but did it well enhanced by steroids Hmm. and who knows what else. Big League Chew, I bet, too. In honor of them, why don't we play this Taz and Jim classic? Basics 3-2 again. This is right a hot fly ball right center field. Back it goes. Racing back. Logan jumping up on that ball. He is gone. Number 756. Barry Bonds stands alone. Juice pigs gathered in their masses. Syringes in their asses. Don't do steroids, they are swearing. Breaking records by Hank Aaron. Home run, yeah! There is a lot of speculation about Barry Bonds, and my only advice for people, let history be the, be the judge. It's appropriate to recognize this man can hit the baseball.
make it an average athlete a super athlete. You can make a super athlete incredible. Chemically induced fit. Facts covered with giant zits. Inject hormones without thinking. Testicles, they just keep shrinking like raisins. This record is not tainted at all. This record is not tainted at all. Not Aaron Judge, though. He's the natural. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's sports time. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. And this is something that's been on our radar for uh, a couple months now. Trouble in paradise for Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. The supermodel, his wife, and it looks like it could be all over but the cry in here and the legal battle because Giselle reportedly has contacted divorce lawyers, Dev. She has, and apparently uh, Tom Brady, if you uh, believe some of the reports, is now looking at doing the same and kind of coming to the realization that their marriage is going to end. Tom Brady, a little while ago... Oh, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. We now go live to the law firm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that got the call from Giselle. <laughs> okay, you were saying that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was talking on his podcast a little while ago about how, you know, he's missed 23 Christmases, he's missed 23 Thanksgivings, and so when you look at some of the reports about uh, what's going on uh, with the uh, with the with the two of them in terms of family time, um, you could see how this would, I guess, grate on Giselle. What really apparently bothered her was they made the decision to retire together. He made the decision to unretire himself, and so this has been festering, I guess, for a while. Isn't every day Christmas when you're Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, what's the difference? Every day is not Thanksgiving. I mean, all he eats <laughs> is what? Broccoli and, and water, right? Or some What's the sure. TB12 program? Bio-steel, it's boring is what know. it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, okay, I listen, relationships are, t- are tough, but, I mean, Tom Brady already has a love, and it's football. You know, if anybody's going to get divorced and, and follow their passion, it's this guy. You know, if, if anybody's going to be okay, I think it's Tom Brady. The crazy part of this is Giselle has more money than Tom Brady does. Perfect. This is like an amicable <laughs> split. You know what I mean? Then it no, won't he's, be... he's going after... Oh, he, do it! He wants spelling the goat! Support. That's why he's the goat, baby! <laughs> she's worth estimated, and you know, this is the internet, so take it with a grain of salt. Apparently, she's around $400 million. He's around $250 million. If they do end up getting divorced, doesn't he have to play another year because... Yeah, Does Tom want to, like, unretire, get divorced, and then lose immediately in the wild card? <laughs> I think he'll be coaching. He's not... Not going home, that's for sure. <laughs> He's going to get a real nice uh, bachelor apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next to a bowling alley. and uh, His bed will be a race car. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope this goes as smoothly as possible for the uh, couple and, and that it's easy on, on the kids. They, I think, probably have a pretty good uh, head start in life anyways. They seem to be still uh, really committed to looking after the kids, which is the important part. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I know you love corn. True. Jim's from Mitchell, Ontario, the home of Corn Fest. Mm-hmm. 
He grew up around the stuff. Guilty. <laughs> and corn is so hot right now. Everybody's talking about corn, which is why we have a new segment on the show called Cornography. Oh, no. It's all the latest and greatest corn news, and we've got another edition right now. I love corn. Mmm, corn. So, yesterday... There were reports all over social media about an active shooter at Jersey City's Newport Center Mall. That's not good. That is not good. And I know you may be thinking, I thought you said this was corn news. This sounds terrible. Um, The opposite of a fun segment about the wonder that is corn. (laughs) There was social media uh, videos being posted. Here's one of a guy who was at the mall when he started hearing noises. They were saying that they had the purge horn on. They said it was an active shooter. It sounded like The Purge. You know the movie The Purge? Sure, you can kill everybody for 24 hours? Yeah, kill whoever you want. That's what it sounded like at the mall. Um, Turns out, though, it was just a broken popcorn machine. Broken popcorn machine. Everyone started freaking out. Which How loud could it have possibly been? It was going off, apparently. Shooting I mean, kernels uh, everywhere. The, a lot of malls have a movie theater attached to them. Right. There's popcorn being made 24-7. Uh-huh. Nobody's ever called an active shooter before. Like, how? I wonder what broken part of this popcorn machine made it that loud. How about the awkward moment where you realize it's not an active shooter, it's a broken popcorn machine, and you have to let go of your date who you've been hiding behind for the last 30 seconds. Using as a human shield? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a popcorn machine Woo. the whole time. I, I thought just, you should go first in line for the popcorn, is I, what I was saying. I was just kidding. Would you like a bag? <laughs> <laughs> Butter? <laughs> so, uh, the good news, it was just That's a popcorn great. machine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a close one, but... Uh, <laughs> There is your cornography report for today. I hope you really have a cone-tastic day. It's cone! It's awesome! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jack White posted a very heartfelt tribute on social media to country superstar Loretta Lynn, who passed away this week at age 90. Here he is about talking about his experience, how grateful he was to work with Loretta. We lost one of the greats, Loretta Lynn said years ago that I thought she was the greatest female singer-songwriter of the 20th century. I still believe that. You know, Loretta used to say, you know, to make it in the business, you had to either be great, different, or first. And she thought that she was just different, and that's how she made it. But I think she was all three of those things. Feminism, women's rights, in a, in a time period and in, in a genre of music that was the hardest to do it in, is just outstanding. She broke down a lot of barriers for people that came after her. She's like a mother figure to me and also a very good friend. Rest in peace, Loretta. God bless you. Well, Portland, Oregon, and slow gin fizz. If that ain't love, then tell me what is a Jack White produced and performed on Loretta Lynn's 2004 album, Van Leer Rose. And she was a pretty incredible woman. I'm I'm not a big country guy, Jim. Are you a... 
Yeah. Did your dad listen to Loretta Lynn? Not specifically. Uh, but I think you, Loretta Lynn, like, I, I don't know if I could name the songs, but you hear, like, the, the songs that have been showing up since she died. And I was like, oh, I do know that song. I know that song, too. They're classics. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a big story. She was banned from country radio in the 70s because she wrote a song about the birth control pill. All these years I've stayed at home while you had all your fun. And every year that's gone by, another baby's come. There's gonna be some changes made right here on Nursery Hill. You set this chicken your last time, cause now I've got the pill. I love a good story in a country music song. Yeah, especially a groundbreaking <laughs> one like that. And now I'm on the bill. <laughs> I'm also realizing, I think that Simpsons country music episode where the female singer's like, I finally bagged me Homer. <laughs> that was either Loretta Lynn in that episode or they were clearly doing a send-up to Loretta Lynn because the yeah. voice sounds the exact same. Absolutely. Uh, you got... Uh, uh, a bunch of songs that are iconic if you're a country music fan. There's one that I love the name of. Here. Well, I was born to coal miner's daughter. Coal miner's daughter. Come home a drinkin' with lovin' on your mind. <laughs> Great song. Don't come home a drinkin' with lovin' on your mind. <laughs> That is the true honesty of a woman who's had enough, you know? That's the great lyrics. (laughs) And Coal Miner's Daughter was a big hit. That was her autobiography adapted into an Academy Award-winning film about her life. And Jack White uh, says she was like a mother to him. Rest in peace, Loretta Lynn. She was uh, the greatest female singer-songwriter of the 20th century, according to Jack as well. And she has passed away at age 90. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. What do you think of this? Study in England. They're trying to figure out how to keep their their citizens healthy, happy. And they thought maybe just instead of calorie count on labels, if you print the amount of exercise you need to burn the calories off of the food you're about to eat, people might eat less. Stop. No, they won't. <laughs> they absolutely will not. What a stupid idea. If people are smoking still when it shows a hole in your lung from smoking, telling people they got to hit the treadmill after eating a coffee crisp is going to do nothing. Yeah. You don't think so? Unless you're contractually obligated by purchasing that coffee crisp that under penalty of law you have to run three kilometers, then what's the point? We all know this. This food is bad for you. I think, yeah, but I think it's a good idea. Why? Well, you know, I I try to get exercise when I can, and I also like to eat crappy food. Like yesterday, we had some uh, sweet chili heat Doritos left over from the weekend when we had company. You know, that's my weakness, Jim. Mm-hmm. And I crushed about half a bag. And if they said, hey, Taz, you got to run for six hours <laughs> to burn off these Doritos you're about to eat, I maybe I would have thought Don't you twice. already know that? He kind of, but I need the... <laughs> <laughs> I need to paint there it must out. Be, there must be an app or something that you can scan food on and it tells you, hey, if you eat this. Because I think it would be a good tool for somebody who's trying to watch what they eat or count calories. Voluntarily, yes. But like, how much are we going to force companies to now redo their labels 
to get this. It's a waste of money. Well, like, how stupid are, do we have to treat people? They've already got a name for it. It's called PACE. Good name. Acronym, Physical Activity Calorie Equivalence. Good acronym. Most people not in favor, in, in favor of it in the UK. Only 33% said it's a good idea. Well, just like the, the half of people did say that it probably would grab their attention and maybe make them think more about it, but they said they shouldn't force companies to do it. Yeah, if it's like a lifestyle brand and that's the angle you're going for, it's interesting. Well, that's the healthy stuff. They're the only people who volunteer to put this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. on there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you look at uh, alcohol. Not all beers have to have calorie counts on the cans. The only ones that have the nutritional information are like your ultras, your Michelob true, ultras. True, true, true. Your light beers. All the stuff that is really bad for you. That's a good way to know if you're drinking too many calories when you you have a beer. They did not put the nutritional information voluntarily on the can. Yeah, yeah. But this is for adults. Like I think the biggest problem is childhood obesity, and they're not looking at like the parents are buying them the food, and the, and they're not going to say, okay, now my kid has to run this much if I'm going to buy him this bag of chips. It's it's stupid, and if, if you're going to really try to take a dent out of obesity, then make recess or gym class back, put that back into school. That's what I say. I'm, uh, I'm being very responsible with my kids. There's no chance they're ever going to be obese because I always get to the chips before they <laughs> Daddy's taking one for the team. Where'd all the sweet chili heat go? It's gone. Don't worry about it. You're welcome. It's not coming back. I'm saving you from yourself, <laughs> kid. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.